Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside head coach Tony Ursland, Corey and Tanner, behind the scenes, and a new face to not only the show, but to the program in its entirety, and Daniel Lewis with his first year as a grad assistant for the Purdue Boilermakers. Glad to have you, Daniel. I know people are disappointed that I don't get to be on camera today, but... Disappointed, right. It's, it's pretty just, solid move for, for, for Daniel to get in there. Uh, Daniel Lewis, four-time All-American at Missouri, so not only impressive on the mat, uh, putting up 118 and 17 record in your four years uh, at Mizzou, competing at 165 and 174, but also uh, outstanding in the classroom as well. Uh, what what was it that about Purdue that that tied that not only tied you here but uh, was enticing to you when you were kind of and putting the feelers out there for a grad assistant position? Uh, it was really just kind of where I was at in, in my life and things that were happening. I, I knew I kind of needed a change, a change in pace, and I was actually headed out to Colorado for an internship over the summer, and uh, during that long eight-hour car ride just straight down I-70, I got a I got a call from Tony, and I knew grad school was um, on the table from, from several different programs, several different areas, um, <clears throat> but something about Tony's offer really stuck. Um, he knew my my high school coach, uh, Mike Haggerty, um, from from back in the day. Head of Big Ten officials. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Good, Who, good, we're good hoping connection. to have on the show at some point. He's, he's got an invitation. If he's listening, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, so Mike was like a, a father figure to me all through all through high school, and he's never led me wrong, and, and, and so that connection was, was really solid. So um, the Purdue opportunity, especially with the engineering ties, my undergrad at um, the University of Missouri was uh, mechanical and aerospace mm-hmm. engineering, and so to just further develop <clears throat> those ties um, to the career path I want to take, as well as staying involved with wrestling, the biggest thing for me, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest thing for me, I think was um, was important to me was staying kind of in like the sport of wrestling and giving back to that sport in some way because it has it had given me. Um, you know, so many opportunities um, to to compete at the highest level and to earn my education and to make these wonderful relationships and connections with people all over the United States um, to give back to that um, because I remember being, you know, a high school kid, a college kid and having having those those GAs, those older guys in the room who have done it before and, and, and the influence that they have on you. I think that's really important to the sport as a whole. And so when I got the opportunity um, and everything lined up with... with um, with Purdue, it, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a, a better offer, or a better situation. So, um, so it was, it was easy to come here mm-hmm. um, and 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 add to this program. And Daniel used a really awesome term that I have not heard a young person use before, and I and I'm calling you young, just younger, <laughs> younger than me anyway. I appreciate it. And I would love to hear Tony's thoughts on this, but he used the term "earn my education." I thought that was that I find that incredibly refreshing and kind of fantastic, and I think that's something that that young student athletes should uh, should take up. Because yeah, I think I think too many people say they, they come to college and they get an education. Yeah, it, it's, it's they kind of take it for granted, and 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 that is a big thing. You are you're a student athlete, and it's like, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to say which one's more important. They're both equally they're both equally up there, but I mean, for. There's there's very few people where wrestling is going to take them all the way throughout their throughout their whole life. You know, from from right when they start to you know they they they, they take a coaching career, they take the international uh, senior level wrestling, and that takes them. It's very few people who can do that. So um, for for everybody else out there, it's it's the education that you fall back on, and and so the choices that you make, and it's such a 
a weird time in you know a, an 18 to 22 year old's life. You know, they're not thinking about you know they're not thinking about their their 30s and 40s. But but it's important to keep that in, in the back of your mind and really try to find something um, that you're passionate about and that you would want to do for the rest of your life. And, and it's, it's easy to get. It's also uh, you mentioned your undergrad in mechanical engineering, focus on aerospace. Obviously, that fits in here very well for you, Coach. Uh, with his academic back, not only you know success on the mat, like I said, success in the classroom as well. You've got a few guys on the team this year that are on pace to become All-Americans. How much do you think Daniel's influence has had on that with you know being able to represent that mentality on and off the mat? No, I think it's it's huge, and that's why he was my first call. You know, when uh, when we had an opening, um, you know, you always have a short list, right? I mean, I have a short list. For, for everyone on my staff because you never know what life's going to bring and you know what opportunities are going to present themselves. So you're always looking ahead, right? If, if you're stuck just where you're at and you're never planning for the future as well, uh, you, you're going to get left behind. And, and I always appreciated how he competed, you know, who he was, not only as a competitor, but as a person. You know, how, how you, um, you know, present yourself and comport yourself is always a big deal. And so um, clearly, weight class is a consideration as well sure. so we had need of an upper weight you know we have Jake we have AJ we have uh, coach Vega right those guys all cover the bottom half of the lineup uh, as evidenced by my gray beard I'm not on the <laughs> mat nearly as much so ho 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 that's right Santa's back you know but um, but you know it, 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 it lined up because everything I knew about him um, you know he, he, he was a smart guy had his priorities in line you know clearly valued his education as an engineer and wanted to you know further his education so there was just so many things there that I thought lined up and, and you always do your due diligence you know he he mentioned I know coach Haggerty you know Mike Haggerty um, for a long time and I knew he wrestled for Mike and I had been out at Nebraska you know for a number of years before coming so I knew that that area of the country and had seen Daniel wrestle a lot. So, you know, I was in a position to know a lot about him, even though I had never coached him. And I felt really comfortable from him as, as a person, which is first and foremost. I think a lot mm-hmm. of our early talks were, you know, it wasn't wrestling. That, to me, was a foregone conclusion. I knew he could wrestle. I knew he would add value to that, you know, that, the room in that way with, with Lighty and Max and Bruner. You know, and then that's been the case. But it's, it's who you have around your guys is very important to me. And so who he was as a person was even more important. And so we spent a lot of time talking about what his goals are and how he sees his future and, you know, how he would maybe kind of fit in um, based on what, what I was looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. You'd heard the rumors that Daniel cradled people, right? <laughs> no, I'd heard something about that before. I, you know, <clears throat> I, like became, I only became aware of it until recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think Flo did some videos and, and he talked about breakdowns and cradles or something like Flo that. Flo did some videos. He started doing it to yes. Dylan in the wrestling yeah. room a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Pushing yeah. him around. Speaking of Dylan, I mean, obviously, like I like I mentioned, you wrestled 165, 174. Yep. Uh, so you've been working with those weight classes, 174, 184, uh, with Bruner as well. Um, how, what what are you know those guys, Bruner and uh, Lighty especially, having such good starts to their uh, season so far? What is it that you've seen? I mean, you've worked with them for just a couple months now. Uh, you didn't have a chance to, to meet them on the mat ever uh, while you're at Mizzou, but seeing them in the wrestling room, what do you think has led to some of their success uh, that they've been doing on the mat? Um, I think mat, I think so. a lot of it. I think a lot of it's confidence, and that's that's something that hopefully I can add to. But I think the program as a whole and and what they've been able to do their careers here, uh, Dylan and Bruner, 
already their confidence is growing and and when you become confident as a wrestler mm -hmm. you you make really big steps in the right direction mm -hmm. and and that's without really anything physically changing you 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 have a belief that you're going to go out there and impose your will on guys and and so I, i'm i'm seeing that instilled in their minds right now and that's a that's a that's a really big thing for a competitive advantage um yeah, Bruner, Bruner and Lighty's styles are, are a lot different than mine, and, and mine's a lot different than theirs. So they get they get a lot of uh, uniqueness from when 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 we clash in the room. Mm -hmm. um, they see um, they see a they see a different feel, and and um, like for Lighty, he's he's uh, he he's he opens up sort of when he when he has to. Sort of when he has to, and, and I try to I try to put like action in his. It's a good face. way to put it. Yes, <laughs> when he has to, I try to, and so I try to contrast them a little bit and 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 give them um, feelings like I know how you know elite level wrestling how they're going to get at the nationals how they're going to um, how guys are going to be attacking constantly and and keeping pressure and so um, I think I think that's a really good. Um, and that's something that we've talked to uh, both Jake and AJ about as young coaches and coach. I'm sure you went through this as well of being able to kind of, I mean, you, you wrestled a certain way. You had a style. We just talked about uh, your cradling when you were an athlete at Mizzou. But being able to change your style and throw different things at the guys you're working at in the room. I mean, you don't want to just, you know, what, what you're best at is good for them to know, but you have to be able to work on different things on the coaching side with these guys to throw different things at them that they may see. So you kind of have to mimic, you know, a variety of different styles as a coach rather than you did as a wrestler. Yeah, and so I'm working on that because my wrestling, I, I have really high level wrestling, but it's in a, it's in a box. <laughs> it, it's in a box and it's, and so from a student athlete perspective, it's good to be in my box. I know how to get back to my box when I'm wrestling and I, that's where I'm good. Yeah. And so coming to the coaching side of things, I have to, my box has to grow. Sure. Um, and that's, that's uncomfortable for me, but it's a little bit easier when I don't have the stress and the pressure of competing. You know, there are, sure. I, have, I have nothing to lose. Learn a new technique, learn a new skill. And I've done that a lot here. And I think that I add my box of wrestling is, is pretty different than um, Purdue um, always aggressive style. It, we like to finish as a program. We have a lot of um, on our feet finishes, a lot of um, hooks and, and 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 ties, and that's not what I was um, great at in, in in college. You know, I can wrestle from any position, but it's to get myself back to where I'm comfortable scoring. And so, um, I think adding that to to some of their wrestling, Max um, Max Lyon is a guy who really. I think clicks better with with some on the mat finishes with some uh, with his riding game, um, and so I think it's I think it's important, and I think it's uh, it's a quality thing that I can that I can help add and contrast, and 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 so everybody's wrestling box is is, is expanding a little mm -hmm. bit, and um, that's that's really good. So I'm learning, and 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 these guys are learning too, and that's a that's a good thing. And coach, I'm sure you went through the same kind of transformation, you know, in your younger days of coaching, of having to grow uh, with different weight classes, with learning learning how to how to coach smaller guys versus bigger guys, and the you know the variety of techniques. Yeah, you know, you're always learning, right? You you just always are. And it's, the reason Daniel for me has been great <laughs> addition is not only because he can wrestle with with these upper weights and 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 make them wrestle from a variety of positions, right? Mm -hmm. But um, 
you know, his style is very different, and he spent a num- thousands of hours perfecting his craft. Right? Right. So when we're down there in the morning, it's kind of fun for me to sit and watch him, and I'll pick his brain about how he came to be strong in this position, or why he does this, or when, when he gets this reaction, where does he go? You know, that's that. I'm learning all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're always learning, and you should always be open to learning, and that's what I've enjoyed. You know, um, we have guys on our staff that are very different. We all arrive at you know, competing hard, training hard. That's what's great about the staff, right? Like everybody, we're all on the same page as far as how you need to compete, maybe how you need to think, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How you need to kind of, you know, keep yourself composed in the heat of the battle. Like I, I feel like we're really good and, and on the same page in, in that way, but everybody brings little different pieces and it keeps me re- kind of refreshed mm-hmm. because I'm learning some things that, you know, I, I was never a cradle guy or even, you know, just wrestling from, he loves crackdown. You know, his, his number one finish off his high crotch is crackdown. I would never go there. Yeah. But, but learning those things and being able to add it. So when you have a young man that maybe fits him, you know, hey, we, we can go there. We can teach that. And so I, I've just really enjoyed it. You know, having these guys that are coming from different places and styles uh, has been really refreshing for the guys. It's good for them because if we're in, in this position down the road, we've been there a million times with him. And True. maybe I, they wouldn't be there with me because I'm talking about driving to our feet, getting big on a finish, and he's going to take a little different approach, which is good. You know what I mean? Sure. It's been fun from my seat. I, you know, when, when Daniel first came in, I, I remember him sitting with, with the staff and Tony was asking about some stuff, and Daniel was expressing how he – I have a hard time. I, I, I just do it. I don't know how to explain it. I just do it. <laughs> and uh, and he's – I mean, in the short time that he's been doing this, he's already grown. He's gotten a lot better at, like, explaining stuff to the guys. And when, you know, when somebody like me who has no no clue, you know, never done it, never, never been on the mat, never done any of that stuff – when he's saying stuff and I can understand what he's saying, it means he's doing. It means he's going in the right direction. All right. <laughs> okay. You got the, the layperson. Woo! Over here that can figure out what he's talking about. Then yeah, I, I think, can teach anybody how to wrestle. Exactly. I'm th- I'm that good. I, that's I the mean, you're that's the bar. You're you going that direction. Tanner. You can uh, teach anyone. Yeah, no, but that that is a real thing. I mean, um, so as a student athlete, I just find ways to do it myself. I don't think about it out loud, or, you know, or my coaches give me tips to to improve it. <clears throat> but wrestling is such a dynamic sport that, and everybody's body composition is different. You have to find a way um, to do stuff and, and, and have it work for you. And it's going to vary between, you know, what opponent you're wrestling, what kind of body composition do they have. And so... But breaking down the technique is something I, I haven't had to do, and so that's, that's, a, that's another really big learning curve um, as far as coaching is concerned because I have to figure out, um, you know, when another guy across the room, when, when one of the guys in the room is asking me, you know, Daniel, am I doing this right? I, I really have to break down the wrestling and, and try to think about it outside of my own body because, my, okay, my arms are longer than his, so maybe he's going to have to put his hips in more or adjust this way, and so it requires a lot more... Um, breakdown and that's something um, that I'm that I'm learning and I'm adapting as well to to really um, help help these guys be successful it's not just success within myself and well that that learning and adapting is never going to stop I'm sure coach can attest to that it's going to be that's going to be a lifelong thing uh, for quite a few years Uh, only one duel this past weekend taking on the Hoosiers down in Bloomington uh, getting the win 23 to 9 it's a big match not only because of the rivalry, but 10 straight. So that wasn't that's important too. It's also it's important. A nice round number. It is a nice round number. Uh, a decade, if you will. It. I mean, hopefully, it turns into 11 next year. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be. Uh, we're not just going to end it at the round number. Uh, but it's a big match, not only because of the rivalry, but because it matters on a lot of different levels in terms of recruiting. That's. 
it's a school that's so close, another school that's in the Big Ten. You know, we hear coaches talk about all the time of wanting to put up a wall around your state. At the very least, you want the, ki the best kids in your state to come to your school that going down and having a one-on-one -on -one with, you know, the other premier wrestling school in the state of Indiana to be able to have this stretch of wins uh, hopefully has some ripple effects throughout, you know, every aspect of the sport. No doubt. I mean, you want to take care of, as you mentioned, your borders, right? You want to you mm -hmm. secure your state. Um, but it, but honestly, like for our guys, it's just about building and moving forward every week. That that's mm -hmm. the, the goal never changes. It, it, it's probably more fun because mm -hmm. it's your in-state rival, right? Like everybody, you know, to to build the crowds and, and the intensity and, and the great rivalry between the two schools and all sports, it's fun, right? Like mm -hmm. that kind of a rivalry game, a rivalry match is is a fun thing and should be enjoyed. Um, but from a from a uh, mental perspective. You know, like you said, you never want to make things special. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're always just important because it's another chance to compete. So uh, I certainly don't want to sound like I'm downplaying it because there is a lot of value there from from recruiting, like you say, and um, you know, just the rivalry that it, the tradition that it has. Mm -hmm. It's it's important, but you know, it's another opportunity to build on and make progress towards uh, your ultimate goal. And right. and that's really how we wanna we wanna keep going. And and the thing is, um, I think Daniel mentioned a word earlier that's been kind of a theme in our room too. You know, it's it's belief, right? You talked about confidence. Confidence is belief. And and so you're just continuing to build your belief right now. You're sharpening your skill sets, you know, you're you're sharpening your mind. Uh, it's just building that belief towards March. You know what I mean? So that, so that really, like I said, I don't want to downplay it because certainly it is important and, and you know, it's, it's a fun thing and, and mm -hmm. you love those kind of matches. But it, more than that, it's another opportunity to just keep building yep. and believing in what you're doing as you head towards March. Uh, well, Dylan Liney getting another win, uh, winning in overtime. That puts him at 6-0 and uh, on the season crazy he's been in six match six overtime matches and even crazier that he's won all six of them my question to you is and i think i know the answer to this but i'd like to hear you say it <laughs> how many how many matches make him work for it how many matches does dylan lighty have to win in overtime before they get to sudden victory and you start to get a little less anxious i mean obviously anything can happen in a sudden victory period like you know a slip a miss and all of a sudden the match is over slip trip and fall is it ever going to get to the point where it's not as nerve-wracking where you feel comfortable with dylan going into overtime match? you know uh, we've talked a lot about as wrestlers you you don't want to be comfortable right you want to be uh comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. that's the phrase everybody uses and so I, I won't tell you that i'm ever comfortable with it right <laughs> like i won't ever be comfortable with it i have uh I have a lot of confidence and belief in Lighty in those moments. Mm -hmm. I'll take our guy over other guys in those moments because he, he, his composure is always good. He's 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 a you know uh, he's a guy who knows how to go get one when he needs one. Yeah. We want to keep building towards scoring in the first and forcing other guys to come after him because that will help him widen the gap between him and his opponents. So right. the goals are going to be the same. We're going to try to get him going in the first. You know, and, and what Daniel had mentioned earlier, which I really love about him, is he'll, he'll come at Lighty hard, and then the action gets going. Like, Lighty has to understand that he can score early. He can score in the middle. He can score late. Um, but not everybody, you know, approaches that match the same way, right? If you watch what happened down there, and those two guys are very familiar with each other, you know, the young man from IU. Right. Um, but it was a very conservative match from his part as well. Uh, we just don't want Lighty to get sucked into those kind of matches. You know, stay aggressive. Go get your points. 
try to widen the gap because your skill set is so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm never comfortable <laughs> with it. I'm, but I am, I'll tell you, I'm very confident in our guys because we train hard and I know they're in shape. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very confident with our guys late and being able to get it done. Um, but you know what? We don't want to, you don't want to fall back on that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use, and I'm going on a tangent here a little bit. Um, but you know, like, let's use, let's use Jordan Burroughs. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a number of years, Jordan was winning those big moments. Right. And he's even said, I think he's blogged out there, even commented in interviews where, um, he just always, you know, he, he almost relied on it at the end at some parts of his career where he knew when he had to go get one, he could get it and mm-hmm. he'd win, right? 10 seconds to go, he could explode, get a guy out of bounds for a push out or, or get his two and he'd, and he'd win. And, and he almost got too comfortable with that. And now the last couple of years, uh, I think in the semifinals, he's lost to the same guy now uh, on the same kind of situation, and he couldn't make up the ground. So in his mind, that's where he's trying to tweak. He's trying to be better, not letting it get down to that late. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so s- similarly, you know, I think you got to learn. There, you, you should be confident. Lighty has every reason to be very confident, but man, don't 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 rely on it. Yeah. You know, push yourself. Uh, I was going to say that's a. Uh... That's kind of the style of 174 across the Big Ten this year. You got a lot of guys that love to wrestle those close, close one takedown matches. A lot of overtime guys like Labriola, guys like Skatska, guys yeah. like uh, like Kovac from Indiana, uh, Gunther from Illinois. Like these guys are all they're they're super into the the one takedown matches. It's kind of a it's a sty- it seems like it's a stylistic thing, and maybe just in this in this this year uh, of Big yep. Ten wrestling. Well, it actually makes me think, and this is going back to back a little ways but when you had um boy i think it was storley from minnesota kokesh who i was uh you know at nebraska for robert yep. kokesh um oh the the iowa young man i forget his name um i'm losing it too luke, was that mike the, evans mike evans mike luke, evans luke Manuel was in that area wasn't he from Purdue? yeah yeah i mean but there was those guys all went around and around with each other daniel probably doesn't even remember these guys but um so <laughs> he's out of the conversation either. for a minute but daniel um, was like 12 but those guys knew each other really well you know i mean it, they were they were tough to score on you know, it reminds me a little bit of that you know, um, you know, when you're familiar with your opponents and those guys are maybe strong defensively, you know, you have to really work hard to score. Uh, and that's and that's what we're working on. I, like I said, like Lighty can he can do it. He can score with the best of them. Um, you know, we, we've got to get him started early in the match uh, and, and, and he's going to be fine. And that's what it sounds like uh, you may be working on with him, too, a little bit, Daniel, is throwing that, you know, going out attacking early in the first period at least throwing that at him so whenever he runs across someone that may do that yeah he's prepared to be defensive and then turn that defense into offense and then maybe adapt a little bit where he can kind of change his game to you know as we said the 174 a lot of the the top 174 guys are very similar to mm-hmm. set himself apart from that group and may throw a curveball at a guy that he may see at big tens or at nationals that isn't isn't ready to to get that active that early in a match. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if Dylan were to score early, his his defense is impeccable. It's very hard to score on him, especially um, if a guy's coming at him. He's got he's got great hands and great mm-hmm. hips and great movement. Um, and so a big a, a score early it, it would be huge for him because when guys are coming at him, that's when his reattacks open up and that's when he's very dominant. Right. Um, and so uh, to to make him you know march ready, I think I think those early attacks are going to be um, crucial to to you know a podium finish versus a national champion in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another guy I wanted to touch on, Thomas Panola, getting a win down in Bloomington this past weekend. Uh, a guy that's you know 
He's been a little bit of a project for you for the last couple weeks, stepping up from the 197 up to the heavyweight position. Uh, I know the nutritionist and strength and conditioning have had some fun with him to be able to put some weight on him, uh, yep. bulk him up a little bit to fill in in that weight gap that he's been giving up uh, for the last couple weeks. But getting a win down there, uh, getting a ranking from Flo, I believe, right? Flow and the open mat of both. He's he's jumped into the top twenty-five in a couple of the polls now, so people are oh, good. And people are been, starting to take notice of Mr. Panola. He's been seeing some serious competition as well to hopefully prepare him for later on in the season. Uh, some of your thoughts on Thomas Panola's, you know, just the the work ethic that he's had over the last couple of weeks to to help him even the playing field at yeah. heavyweight. No, you know that it's 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 what we thought about Tom, right? What he did, what he was doing at 197 when he showed you know signs of being a tremendous competitor and, mm-hmm. and worker, and the belief he had himself. We thought that would translate well to heavyweight because he would do what he was asked as far as you know the calories consumed. You know, so often we talk about you know the discipline in bringing your weight down, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's the same kind of discipline in eating six times a day sure. when you you might be full and you don't. It's want uncomfortable. To eat. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's yeah. a different kind of uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Um, so, but we knew he would do the work, and he has, and and it's continuing. He's he's thicker, he's bigger, but he's still moving well. He's still in shape, so he's mm-hmm. he still has the same uh, attributes that he had down a weight. Only he's starting to kind of fill into the weight more, yeah. and so I think you'll continue to see him kind of trending in a strong direction. So just, I just just really happy um, the direction that he's going, and we think that another you know two months of continued development, he'll he'll be you know uh, a strong competitor at the weight class. Couple other guys to throw in there, Edge Tony. Wait, wait uh, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, Dan. I, jump I, in there. I want to comment on Thomas because him as a him as a competitor, I think he's a guy that like his whole his whole persona, his whole um, um, work ethic. I think that's what every coach looks for when they're recruiting a kid. This is a guy who doesn't ask questions. Mm. He believes it, and he's going to do anything you ask. And this man works. I mean harder than he's one of the top working guys in the room Mm -hmm. and he's an anomaly for me to see coming from whatever five years of 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 college wrestling you you his work ethic is is just is incredible it's tremendous and so i couldn't i can't imagine anything but a strong incline for his whole wrestling career because that man is bought in and and it's just it's it's awesome to see well consider me jealous because I mean, if someone came to me and said, hey, we're going to need you to eat a lot more, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too mad about that. It's an attractive proposal. Shucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of cool notes from IU. Um, we had several guys get their first career Big Ten duel victories. Yep. Um, Parker Phileas at 141 got his first career Big Ten oh, duel really? victory. Yep. Good for him. Uh, Kendall Coleman at 157. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I told Coach that yesterday, and he, he had a good laugh just because, you know, Kendall's been running the gauntlet lately, and so... Yeah, his first two duels were against, what, number one and number four? four. Yeah. I'd say number three or four, to so... See him, to see him be able to rank, yeah, wrestle somebody who's not ranked in the top five is, is kind of a nice breath of fresh air for him. Um, he is, uh, what did I look at this? I think he's 15-0 and 0 against unranked competition this year. Yep. So his... Uh, it's taken a really uh, good guy to, to beat him, um, but another guy that, uh, you know... By March, you know how far he's going to come for, as a freshman. I think is going to be significant. Absolutely, and certainly uh, last but definitely not least, Tanner Webster with his first Big Ten yep. dual victory, uh, getting getting that win at one sixty five. That was a that was a good one for us. Absolutely, and nice nice for for Tanner, right? Like you know we you know uh, Amel is out, and Tanner has an opportunity. You like you like to see somebody make the most of their opportunity, you know. And so, uh, you know, congrats to Tanner. Uh, well, speaking of wrestling against ranked competition. 
four of the next five duels uh, that we got on the schedule are against top 25 opponents. Fortunately, you Welcome get... Welcome to the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. There's ranked teams in the Big Ten? Yeah. I come me. from the MAC. This is way different. <laughs> <laughs> it is the MAC. It's still weird. It's good. still weird to think of Missouri as a MAC wrestling <laughs> that's school. It's good to note that it is. It is. Missouri is a MAC school for wrestling. Uh, the SEC doesn't recognize wrestling as of yet. Uh, I've heard I've heard some rumblings that there's some programs down there that are looking to start up a, a wrestling program. But that would as, be cool. As of well, right now, it'd be nice to see the SEC get back in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the next five duels uh, against top 25 opponents, fortunately you get three of them at home, but those are still a little ways away. You've got Rutgers and Maryland. Yep. Uh, Flipped. You got Maryland and then Rutgers on the schedule for this weekend, Friday and Sunday. A little bit of an East Coast swing uh, for the team. Wrapping up, uh, you know, you know, have seven duels, three days, and goodness gracious, three duels, three in duels six in days. six go, days. That's what I was trying to get out. Uh, unique New York. This, unique, New especially York. with the duel on Monday this week, this past week, which was you know a little bit different. How does that change your guys' schedule this week? Not only you know recovering from a duel that's a day later, but preparing for not only uh, another road trip this weekend. Uh, well, I mean, from from a preparation standpoint, we we started that last week. You know, we had the longer week going into a Monday duel, so we had some good uh, training opportunities, and we mm-hmm. did. So we we took the most of that time, and we've got some really good work in. And then obviously you tapered just a little bit for your Monday duel this week. You get you get, really get one good opportunity to work before we're we're out the door, and that's today. You know, yesterday was a day off coming off a holiday Monday, so the kids got to get their schoolwork and, and things squared away for a week. Mm-hmm. Today we'll train, tomorrow we, we jump on a plane and head out. So honestly, the work from that standpoint was done last week. It's honestly just make sure your weight's in a good place. Coming today, we'll get a good good hard blow, and then, then we'll get ready to leave. So as long as their weight is where it needs to be, and we've talked about that, you know, you're always, you're working ahead, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know then the guy should be fine. I, then I, you know, I'm happy with you know, how we'll come into the weekend. And the competition certainly doesn't get any easier, taking on the Terrapins first uh, on Friday, and then Scarlet Knights ranked 22nd, I believe. In the Are you going to make me look it up? Because I'm no, not sure offhand. I'm not. I think it's they, 22nd. They are appearing, though. I know they're appearing yes, in they're the top 25. They're yeah. top 25 it's, duel team, for sure. Yep. Neither of those duels, one you can sleep on. Uh, these guys are going to have to be ready to go out and compete and can't look ahead to you know the extremely tough home schedule that's on the other side of that with Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota all coming up. This year comes down to just being ready every match. And as I mentioned before, you know, it's about, you know, improving on your tactics and your composure and everything there. You know, just just, just sharpening your skill sets. Um, and that's that's all we're looking for. Because if you expect to go in and it to be easy, that's when you get sucked into a match where you're, you're it's a whirlwind and you're like, how am I here? Sure. Well, you expected it easy and it's hard. You, you just got to be ready for it to be hard. You know, when you when you make it tougher on your opponent, that's when it's an easier match on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's all I care about is these guys are ready to go into their matches and make make it be tough on their opponent. Wrestle mm-hmm. your match, keep the pressure on them. You know, that that's really what we're looking for. You know, yep. the, the rest of it's going to take care of itself if we wrestle hard. We've got good talent. The kids have worked hard. I feel like we're in shape. You know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be about just being ready to go into battle hard. Yep. Um, I will say as a side note for Daniel, I think he's looking forward to this trip. For anybody who doesn't know, his uh, 
his longtime assistant coach, Coach Clemson, who's now the head coach at Maryland, first year mm -hmm. head coach, uh, was the assistant at, at Missouri with Daniel. So I think he's probably looking forward to seeing Coach Clemson. Yeah, definitely. Clemson, so Clemson and I came into Missouri the same, the same year. You know, I graduated high school in 14 and we both um, went to Missouri at the same time. And, and we had a really good connection. We clicked really well. Um, on and off the mat, you know, on a, on a personal level, and so yeah, I, I know his family, um, his kids, and so yeah, I'm excited to. Get Should out be there exciting to have a little bit of a reunion. With yeah, the and and then coach. during the duel, I mean, I'm definitely we've got a, a mental advantage there because I'm <laughs> I'm going to torment this man. I know how to, I know how to get. <laughs> I am going to torment. <laughs> Psychological man. warfare has begun. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well. Coach Clemson, you've been put on notice. If you're if you're watching, Daniel Lewis is coming for you. Better have your mind right. Uh, and on that he'll, note, he'll, he'll throw it right back at me though. So we'll we'll see how the refs. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. Handle the interaction. And, and, and it's not like Daniel talks a lot during matches anyway, Tony. He doesn't. No, he doesn't have no. a lot to say to, no. to officials or other coaches or refs, no, you know. No. Yeah, he's, he's a quiet guy. Well, before we get ourselves in trouble here. Uh, Good luck this weekend, Coach. Uh, good luck to everyone on the team. Daniel, thanks Thank for joining you. the show today. We're Absolutely. I'm happy just to glad, have you. I, glad I had – I've got Wednesdays off, so. Um, we, couldn't get, we couldn't get him on last semester. The, the, man is, the man's in class. He's, yeah. he's doing work. He is a grad assistant. He's earning that education. Still, still a student. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're happy to have you on. Uh, happy to be part of the program. You're always welcome back anytime. Uh, no one has anything else, please? Maybe not anytime. He will show up unannounced, like regularly. That's okay. We <laughs> – you can steal, you can just steal the mic from Tanner. I mean, yeah, we already talked about it. he doesn't have any wrestling experience, so he'll probably give it up. I don't know easily. my coaching. I don't know what he's picked. That's up. all fair comment. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been listening. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns? I've been practicing on my, my kid at home. So if you want to comment, if you want to comment on Coach Ursland's beard, uh, <clears> at <throat> Purdue Wrestling on all social media platforms. Uh, for Coach Daniel, Corey, and Tanner behind the scenes, I'm Hunter Massengill. Always aggressive podcast. We'll see you next time. And as always, spoiler up.